In the world of economics, sometimes bad news is good news and vice versa. As pointed out by writer Ben Castleman, larger job gains, faster wage growth, and expanded consumer spending are normally indications of a healthy economy. But these are not normal times. There are nearly twice as many unfilled jobs as available workers as companies struggle to meet record demand. Employers have responded to the situation in a predictable way. They have rapidly increased wages and benefits. Average hourly earnings were up 5.5% in April from a year earlier, more than twice the rate they were rising prior to the pandemic. Normally, we would simply cheer faster wage growth as very good news. But all that wage growth contributes to inflation, and as rapid as wage growth has been, prices have increased even faster. We are in the midst of a wage price spiral that to this point has manifested precious little indication of slowing. Accordingly, many economists and policymakers argue that what the economy needs right now is less hiring, slower wage growth, and above all, less inflation. In short, the economy has been overheating, producing rapid price increases in the process. To curb inflationary pressures, what the economy might need is to recover with less vigor. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Across the nation, there are communities, both urban and rural, that have been left behind as the economy has been transformed from an industrial one into a digital one. Many members of those communities likely envy the circumstances of towns that have been booming economically, towns like Austin, Texas or Boise, Idaho. But perhaps it is possible for a community to become so vibrant economically that many people end up losing in the process. Take Nashville, Tennessee as an example. As indicated by writer J.J. McCorvey, home prices in Nashville have more than doubled over the past 10 years, due in large measure to a population boom that has brought nearly 400,000 new residents to that metropolitan area. If you go to downtown Nashville, you will see many buildings under construction. Many others have been recently completed, but those high prices have forced many long-term residents out. Many now suffer lengthy commutes, which is particularly burdensome when gas prices are as high as they are now. Average rent in Nashville is up 19% over the past year. Grocery stores there are frantically attempting to meet the demands of a rapidly growing population, which is also helping to push food prices higher. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. You may have heard that America added jobs briskly last month. According to an initial estimate from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the U.S. economy added 390,000 jobs in May, surpassing consensus predictions. But one major industry stood out in terms of letting go of staff, and that industry was retail. As indicated by writer Harriet Torrey, retailers cut staff in May as they struggled with bloated inventories and consumers squeezed by inflation. The retail sector ended up shedding 61,000 jobs last month, even as categories like restaurants, construction, and warehousing added jobs. Among the retail segments slashing jobs were department and grocery stores. National retail employment surpassed its pre-pandemic level for the first time in January. But since February, the sector shed more than 70,000 jobs as consumers have reoriented their spending toward the types of services they missed out on during the worst of the pandemic, like dining out and travel. Even Amazon, which has been among the fastest growing employers in America, has hit a patch of slower growth and is making moves to scale back. Walmart reported lower than expected profits during its most recent quarter, in part because the retailer had overhired earlier this year. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.
The industrial Midwest continues to experience a renaissance in investment. Several weeks ago, Intel made news when it announced that it would be investing billions of dollars in the Columbus, Ohio metropolitan area to construct several computer chip manufacturing facilities. More recently, Ford Motor indicated that it was planning to invest nearly $4 billion in facilities across the Midwest, much of it for production of electric vehicles. The company also said that it would create more than 6,000 union jobs in the region. As indicated by the New York Times, the announcement was made jointly with United Automobile Workers Union. Ford says that it will invest $2 billion and create approximately 3,200 union jobs in Michigan, including many tied to production of its new F-150 Lightning pickup truck, the company's highest profile and most important bet on electric vehicles. In Ohio, Ford will invest more than $1.5 billion and create nearly 2,000 union jobs, primarily to build commercial electric vehicles beginning during the middle of the current decade. The company also said that it will add more than 1,000 union jobs at an assembly plant in Kansas City, Missouri, that will produce commercial vans. Suddenly, the nation's rust belt is looking so rusty. For WIPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. If you've been in the market for a new vehicle and have been frustrated by the lack of options on dealership lots lately, I have some good news for you. As indicated by Bloomberg, the global semiconductor shortage that's curtailed auto production for almost two years is showing signs of easing. Mercedes-Benz and BMW are among the car makers that are now receiving enough computer chips to produce at full capacity after experiencing crippling shortages for months. The breakthrough has come earlier than companies predicted. Writer Joshua Galoo points out that while manufacturers are celebrating the improvement in computer chip supply, they aren't declaring complete victory yet. Still, circumstances have improved. As the economy began recovering from the pandemic's early stages, demand for cars boomed. But auto manufacturers have had to curtail output as plants around the world failed to secure enough computer chips, essential for today's increasingly computerized vehicles. The outages have been so severe that global passenger car output has scarcely begun to recover toward pre-pandemic levels. Some of the new availability of chips stems from a weakening economic outlook and inflation, which has cut into demand for consumer electronics that also use computer chips. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.